Hello everyone. Thank you for being live on the podcast brought to you from Mended Institute. We are amazing things. And this grace of God is undeniable. Thank you for the previous podcast you've been following. I will trust and God will bless you always. Today I want to talk about productive living. As a word of introduction, I am named Eric Michael, the president of Mendel Institute. Okay, today I want to talk about productive living and our focus scripture is Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5. Scripture said, The thoughts of the diligent tend only to pleasures, but of everyone that is hasty, only to vanity. I think um, there is still this scripture with the King James translation, and with King James, I think that's under translation. Right here. Okay, that's King James. There's another translation that said the thoughts of the diligence leads to riches, leads to productive work. So that thing that's missing translation living Bible. I want to start by defining what productivity is. Productivity is the tendency to make results, is the ability or an action that yields a result. So when I talk about productive living, it's a life that has results on anything it does. Well, I would like to bring to your notice that God did not leave anyone on earth empty. There are people that are dual talented. There are also people that are multi-talented. What do I mean by that? There are people that have more than one talent they can you know, showcase. There are people that have different levels of talent, different types of talent. There are people that are dual, just mean, you know, just one talent they can show from. I just need you to understand that as a human being, God did not leave you empty. Just get this point. God did not leave you empty. That your neighbor or your friend, or your cosmetics, or your fellow church member is achieving a great success, is also a proof that you can achieve a success as well. You don't need to compete or try to be, you know, where they are or try to do what exactly they are doing. There is something that makes you unique, there is something that makes you different from them, that when you do it, you know, it, it shows you to your world. And it makes you outstanding. So I want to establish the fact that God did not leave you empty on earth. So, but you need to understand that God kept something in you. We usually call it the talent. Some people address it as potential. Or however you see it, some people address it as a gift. You know, however you define it, this is God that put that thing in you. So he did not leave you empty. 
So, but I need you to understand the second point I want to make is this. But God did not, you know, put all those things in you for you to remain adamant. But He put all these things in you for you to be productive. Mind you, God will not use your gift for you. So you will be the one to use your gift, your so-called talent, your potential. You will be the one to use it for the glory of God. So God put it in you, but God is not going to use it for you. He only make ways that you know your gifts will be made manifest. So you have to use your gifts to produce results. And I want you to understand because this has been... Um, um, uh, you know, some people have been asking questions, you know, that how they discuss about other persons that are, are standing, that are more successful, you know, and it's as if God has them in their favorite, in his favorite place, you know, why is Mr. B doing great and I'm not, some people give so many reasons why other persons are doing great and they are not being there, but I want to state this to you. All human beings have, you know, all human beings have the same brain shell, the same cells, you know, the same brain formation. God did not plant two heads inside one head of the person that looks more successful than you. All the same, you need to understand that you have the same brain with the same person that has been succeeding, with the same person that has been making a lot of exploits, you know, shaking the world. And otherwise, for example, a woman popularly known today, Okonji Iwala, God gave her one brain, and that's the same brain you, God gave you, that's the same brain he, he gave her. But what makes the difference is that she decided to be outstanding. So that means when you see people failing mentally, it means that they did not engage their brain from work of productivity. I just hope you understand this. This is why there's one thing you need to get. Okay, so when you see people, they are failing mentally, failing otherwise, it means that they did not engage their brain for the work of productivity. Yes, that's true. What you do with your life is only up to you and not to God. It's true. It has more effect on you. So the goal of life is not to live forever, but to create something that will last forever. So if you have this understanding that the goal of your life, you know, the excess why you live is not just to live forever. The excess why you exist is not to live forever. Can you ask yourself this question? Why am I existing on earth? It's true. When you ask yourself some questions, it will bring to your notice that there are some certain things you need to understand and there are areas you need to adjust and there are areas you need to be up and doing so that you can also be productive. So the goal of life is not to live forever, but to press something that will last forever. That what I'm talking about is this. You live a lasting legacy. Okay? Like we can, if you read through the archives of the greats, you discover that men that have walked through the pathways which some of us tend to walk today, they left a legacy that we today look up to and, you know, and we read through and makes us, you know, succeeding and we are expected also to add to their own legacy to make the society better. So your legacy makes you live forever. There are people that are dead that nobody remembers them, you know, 
you know, when I mean remembers them, does not mean that you know, do a memorial service, holy person, money can do that. But what we are talking about is that when your impact speaks louder than the memorial service that your family may organize because they are ready or they just want to make sure people notice that someone like this existed. No, it's not about memorial service, it's all about the impact you left on earth. Meanwhile, I want to just show you something, just two factors of productivity, and I will, you know, I will draw the curtain here because this is very experienced in a time like this. Bible said in the book of Timothy, chapter 13, verse 1, chapter 3, verse 1, say, In the last days, readers time shall come. Now, the signs of the end is close, near. When you read uh, Matthew 24, you discover so many things that the Bible talked about is almost coming to pass. It means that the master Jesus is very close to take up his own people. And I urge you, whenever listening to me, especially the youths, because this 2021 is the ticket for youths. You have to stand up. You have to be up and doing a love of laziness, a love of unproductivity, you know, a love of I, I, I married a guy on the streets, you know, I usually talk to him about Jesus. And he was telling me how that he was very angry and I calmed him down. I said, what's going on, brother? What's, what is the problem? Why are you this angry this afternoon? I think that was during the evening. I was like, why are you angry? He told me that he doesn't have clients. I keep imagining. I was like, oh, no. I, I don't know this guy does a job in my mind. I was like, wow, what kind of job do you do? In my mind, I may also have something to offer like in terms of recommending someone to him so that he can you know so i was so happy to hear that word you know and there is no clients i was like wow so this guy does something i thought he's just you know anyhow i keep asking him what he said i will not understand i said what job do you do i would like to know because one day i may need you know your services he was like Pastor, you know, business. Just tell me what is it? You know, what job? He now told me that he does Yahweh. I was shocked to my bone. And you are telling me that you're angry, there's no clients. You know, and the job in your in your own description, you have a what job you do, and that is Yahweh. So people that fall victims of you know errors in your hands, you fraud them and all those other things and you see this where the youth of this age is driving into this what has been you know trending among the youths you know i learned of the guy recently he bought a car out of the money he made out of frosting you know frauding people and otherwise he bought a new lexus car they congratulated him the next day he went out with two of his friends and they did not come back the car crashed and crashed to you know beyond repair that you can't even recognize that this is the modern car that people are driving for you know and him and the friends are just like that they just so this is where the youth of this age drives to so you need to understand that productivity is essential productivity is very important especially in this last day what can you show for what can you show for what can your generation hold on to remember you in the next five years, in the next 10 years, in the next 20 years, what will you leave for your children? What are you going to tell them that you did? You know, this life leaves us with three C's. I call it the three C's of life. 
Um, one is chance, one is choice, one is change. You know, the, the, the choices you make today creates a chance for you, and that chance definitely brings a change. So it means that the choices you make today either makes you or rapes you. So the choice you make matters a lot. It contributes to what you become in the next five years, in the next 10 years, in the next 20 years. It contributes to, you know, your family influence. It contributes to what you can produce to give to the society. Let me just step it and, you know, to talk about two factors of productivity. Productivity, sorry. One is law of discovery. Because this is where so many have blown it. This is where so many have lost it. Because starting with your identity in Christ, the Bible said in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, the Bible said that man is made in God's image and in his likeness. You know, the image of God talks about that you are made, designed in God's DNA. So the all flows in God, flows in you. And the function talks about that you behave, you know, like God, like the, 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 the likeness of God talks about the functions, you know, you know, how God operates. It means that you can function like God. Your, the image of God reveals your true identity, who you are, and the likeness reveals his function. It means that you can function like God. That's why in verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1, Bible says replenish the earth. The word replenish means to create a new, create something, bring out something, make something, produce something, give a result, give something a definition. You know, and that's what God did in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. When he made the earth in a chaotic situation, the Bible said that the earth was without form and form, and the Spirit of God hovered upon the face of it, and God spoke a word. So God knows how to create, and God kept that chip inside us. He kept that seed of creativity inside us, so that we can be used. So if you discover that you are designed in line with the, you know, with, 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 the, with the programmings that works in God, you know, if you discover that from original, you were programmed to be like God, to rule like God, you it's going to help you adjust some certain things you do. It's going to help you, you know, to be productive. Self-discovery first, you know. Bible said in Psalms that for year ago, it means that what you can, God, God can do is what you can do. Amazingly, in the New Testament, you are carrying God inside of you. So, um, to, to, to lay more emphasis on that, law of discovery is one of the major factors you need to discover that will help you to be productive. So you need to discover, after discovering who you are in Jesus, in Christ, knowing that you are designed to be like God, discover your seed. You know, probably you may be multi-talented, like I said before, you may be dual talented. You understand what I'm saying? You know, you can just have so many things you can do. There's something about you that is very unique, that no one else has. You are your original you. You are not a photocopy, okay? So there's something about you. So you can be multi-talented, you can be dual talented. So you have to maximize this. And I must say this to you. Multi-talented people that does not stick to develop one aspect of them will not be successful. That is true. So understanding and building one aspect of your talent gives expression to others. Because some people are jack of all trades and they trade nothing. They are much talented and, you know, they have no expression to one thing that can make them unique. But if you discover one aspect of you, develop it, invest on it, just one aspect, focus on one aspect, develop, invest in it. 
that if that's one aspect of your talents or your idea or your vision or your gift you developed, you know, could give expression, not just could, it will definitely give expression to others that you carry inside of you. If you have an idea, it's a starting point to a life of productivity. Idea is very good. At any starting point, the only believer involved is you and God. Because I found out that so many people have, you know, started small and they are discouraged alongside, you know, with their friends, with people they trusted, their visions with and otherwise. So you need to understand that the only believer, when you start small, when you start small, when you start small, I didn't say big. Bible said in the book of Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10 that God is interested to see us begin small. He's very much interested. So when you start small, when you start small, because so many people just want to start big. A wise man said the journey of thousand miles begins in a day. It's block by block a house is built. No baby landed on earth as a man. It's true. If you like, give a baby one pan, you know, one bucket of milk. You can only call that baby a healthy baby. It doesn't make that baby an adult. So there are procedures to life. There are processes to life. So at your starting point, you need to know that you are the only believer and you and God that brought you inside that particular mission or mission you are at there to accomplish. So if you don't believe yourself, no one can believe you. That's just the truth. So don't ever think you are the most inferior person among others. That's what have killed so many people's potential. Inferiority complex. You know, you are intimidated by another person's success. It will never help you to move forward. It will never help you to be productive at any point. It's enough to have idea. You know, it's, sorry, it's not enough. Honestly, it's not enough to have an idea. That's another thing I need to establish. Because having an idea is not just the hallmark of productivity. It's not everything that has to do with productivity. So it's not enough to have an idea. It's not enough discovering a vision. It's not enough having a talent. It's majorly important to believe in the idea. It's important to believe in the vision and in your talent. So your belief on those things, you know, you know you can achieve your ideas, your vision, your talents, you know, helps gives it a fast route to come into accomplishment. I just once heard that the bee, you know, the bee that, you know, that produces honey, it was once said that they cannot fly because their body is bigger than their wings. I listened to a motivational speaker. He said something. He said that the bee was able to fly because they are not hearing when people are saying that about them. So you see that. So people can talk you down, talk you out of your vision, talk you down out of your vision. You know, have you, like Joseph in the Bible, you know, when he dreamed big, told his, you know, his brothers, they, 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 they belittled him. They looked at him as someone that is not okay. They, 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 they might have called him so many names, foolish, you are not okay, you know what you are saying, and otherwise. I think this is one of the major problems that have killed the mentality of so many Nigerian youths. Ability not to believe in themselves and the vision that they can communicate to save the society for the next 10 years. It's high time you get into industry. It's high time you get into enterprise. It's high time you become an entrepreneur. It's high time you start employing people, not just getting certificate out of university and, you know, start trusting governments to give you. No, it's high time you start creating jobs. 
it's high time we start helping people. So we have to add belief, we have to add faith to your gifts. You understand what I'm saying? So you need to catch up with this, you know, with this level of understanding. You need to add belief. Know that you can do it. Don't mind how difficult it looks. Don't mind. It will not be good as this. It's not going to be smooth. It's not going to be easy. Yes. It's not. A wise man once said, you know, tough time never lasts, but tough people do last. And one of my favorite quotes, you know, I wrote, it takes foresight to survive tough time. That's one of my favorite quotes I, I wrote. It takes, you know, foresight to survive tough time. What is foresight? Ability to see into the future. Ability to see into the future. So if you can see into the future, walk through the vision. Habakkuk chapter 2, Bible said that the right vision make it plain so that he that read it might run. So it's important you see into the future so that it can be a driving force taking you into you know what you need to achieve and at the end of the day you are just adding value to the society and helping to you know enhance the kingdom of god so one of these factors i just uh, talked about you have to you know go back study about it who am i what am i on this earth for what purpose am i here to fulfill discover yourself first secondly i want to talk about one of the big ones perception very important it's one of the factors for productivity of perception and i'm going to follow that up with a scripture and i'm going to be reading matthew chapter 25 matthew chapter 25 um let me just take it from verse 24 okay let me just carry get get to the background of the story very quickly sorry i'm opening my scripture um it's talking about the the talents okay the the the, 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 the talents Matthew chapter 25. Okay, let me read from verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Notice, he gave them something that can make them productive. And unto one, he gave five talents. To another, he gave, you know, to another, he gave two some. To another, he gave one. To every, you know, just kept them according to the Bible said that to every man according to his several ability. So now these things are given for productivity, but it's given according to the measure of your ability. You see, this is the talent God deposited in you. So God's deposit in you is there based on what you can produce. But you see, I just discovered that one of them that received one went and hid the talent in the ground and was complaining bitterly. perception is all to it to productivity it's true i i made an illustration one time ago when i was teaching on a seminar that when you bring a number six and place it vertically and ask someone else to state in a vertical opposite you discover that the person in the other area will be seeing the number as six while the other person on the other vertical opposite you know will be seeing it as nine so your point of view is simply your point of view how you see things matters. How you feel life matters. So you see that this man in Matthew chapter 25, verse 24 precisely, you know, has wrong perception. One thing is this, a wrong perception about you hinders your productivity. Some people have a lot of damaged, you know, views about themselves that will have hindered them 
kept them stagnated in one place. Now, the harder you walk in life, the easier life becomes for you. That is true. So, until you have invested in life, life will never give you anything you are looking for. So, your perception colors your life. It colors everything around you. It colors this kind of, you know, it has a way of taking realities out from you. It has a way of stealing out so many things out from you, you know. So, you need to, some people perceive life as wickedness when you give them responsibility. Some perceive this as oppression. You know, when you call somebody, you know, to come and do one or two things for his own benefit or her own benefit, you discover that the person, you know, feels that you are wicked or you are oppressing the person. So, you see, I picked some two lessons about this man in Matthew 25, verse 24. He blamed his master for his failure. The master gave him a seed to produce, you know, to be productive. Others became productive. But he did not. You know, he went ahead his own. But amazingly, this is what so many youth of these days do. You know, they, they blame the master. I, I was listening to a story. A, a young man was blaming his parents, you know, why he did not do well in school. It's because when you know the teachers they are teaching them that the school that he went to, they sat on a stone to learn. That is why he did not become successful in life. I was attributing failure. You see, it's immaturity to attribute your failure to someone. You have to learn to take responsibility for your failure. But you see, this man, he was so busy blaming the master. He blamed his master for his failure. One of the most difficult things of life is ability to look inside you and discover what you are not getting right. Very difficult. You need to sit yourself down. It's not your passion. You know, it's not, it's not passion to always be right. Some people think it's, you know, it's something very good to always be. You cannot be. Just sit down and understand what you are not getting right. So, number two thing I discover from this man is that he makes excuses in the midst of his failure. You determine it. Once your heart is ready for something, let me tell you this, then you can make it. It's true. When you want your heart, no matter how difficult it looks, you know, once your heart is ready for something, you can make it. Yes. Where there is a way, there is always a way. Some people, why they are failing is because they give excuses with, you know, so many things. Plenty, they have, they have reasons, 101 reasons why they should fail and fail very well. Like, I mean, exclusively, you see some people, they give excuses why they cannot come to fellowship. To just be in the hands of God for just two hours. You have 24 hours of the day. Just two hours to learn and help your life and help advance your destiny. You give excuses why you cannot be around. And you see that people, such people, their lives are not getting better at all. At all. So you need to learn this. Number three thing I learned that brought this man down is laziness. What I call laziness. You understand? So you see, Bible says something. Go to the ant, then his ways, and become wise in Proverbs. And I would like to show you some other scriptures from the book of Proverbs. You remember what I said before? One of the things that brought the man down is, you know, he blamed his master for his failure. Blame, 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 blame is a disease. Number two, that brought him down is he made excuses in the midst of his failure. And the third thing that, you know, 
that brought this man down in Matthew 25 verse 24 is laziness. You see, lazy people, they know how to make excuses to life. They will tell you why they cannot succeed. They will tell you why what they did wrong, why they, did, why they need to do it. They will tell you different things, different stupid, flimsy excuses that will, you know, why they should not succeed in life. Bible said in Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4, he said that lazy men are so poor, hard workers get rich. You can agree with me that productivity, the, the result of productivity is riches, wealth. Good results. That is one of, you know, that's good, good results, good outcomes. That's what, but look at the scripture. It says lazy men are soon poor. Very soon. They go poor. Very soon they go poor. And let me show you another scripture. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24, look at what the Bible said. Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and never succeed. I'm living, I'm reading the New Living Translation, Living Bible precisely. You know, Bible said in verse 24, work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and never succeed. It means that when you see people fail in life, one of the reasons why they fell, why was it one of the reasons why they did not succeed is because of laziness. You know, laziness as is an inbuilt virus. And you decide either to be lazy or you decide to be smart. I want to show you another scripture in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 4. It says, Put in living Bible, put, don't put it off. Do it now. Don't rest until you do it. What is this scripture suggesting to you? Procrastination is a disease. This is one of the major reasons why that man failed in Matthew 25, the, 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 the parable of the talent. Because something of you that is listening to me, you have talent inside you. Majority, everybody on earth is not empty. It's true, no one is empty. You have talent inside of you. But blame can bring your talent, it can render it useless. You know, your blame blame can render your talents useless you know making excuses can render your talents useless laziness can render your talents useless and the big one procrastination procrastination i repeat this this is how one of the highest form of indiscipline that have wrecked so many lives today procrastination and ah, no 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 let me just do it tomorrow no let me just let an hour. i'll handle it no but if i do it tomorrow it's not bad though hey, you know let's i will take care of but me i will do it i will do it you see like you know you see somebody you graduated from the university you are still planning to 2020 what am i saying some people have been planning to since 2000 i'm planning to 2000 i've come and gone 2001, I'm planning to. 2002, I'm planning to. 2003, I'm planning. You keep planning till 2021, and you discover that age is no more on your side. You start attributing failures, your failures that you know you brought about to, like you brought to yourself due to procrastination. You you start blaming a lot of, like today some people blame the government, you know, and you appreciate the American system because when once someone turns 18. You have access you can live in a free house you borrow not just free you know you borrow everything is on borrow you borrow you borrow house you can even marry on credit in america you see that as a citizen you can marry on credit 
you, you, you ride your car on credit, you live in, in a house on credit, everything is credit life. I am just thanking God for Nigeria, for some of us in Nigeria listening to me. I appreciate your country. It makes you to be disciplined on time because nobody has your time to give you credit for some of these things. You have to face life. You attribute failures to, your, to the government. But the truth is this, what are your contributions? I'm not saying that the government has done well, they have done enough. No, when we look at the situation and the government and everything, it's not helping. The systems have never helped to establish something better, you know. And I listened to um, one of their uh, speech, the governmental speech or whatever they did last time, talking about, you know, restructuring Nigeria and otherwise. Fine, that's powerful. Thank God for that. But if we don't set a good working system, that could bring industry, bring some things in place. Nigeria or African countries that are going through a lot will never be better. But in, in spite of all this, as an upcoming leader, what is your vision? What can you do to solve some of these problems on your own angle, like by yourself? What? You know, just stop. Stop thinking that, you know, Nigeria will turn to the American overnight. It's not going to be possible. So procrastination, you know, I will do it, I will do it. I will. You have read so many lives. I listened to my smurum, the late my smurum, before he died. He said something that the graveyard is the weirdest place in the world. And he was trying to communicate a point. And when you go to the graveyard, you see unused potentials. Unused. He said that the ants that eat human beings in the graveyard, they are the richest in the world. So you don't need to die with what you carry inside. You need to empty it on earth because in the grave, it's not useful anymore. That is just the truth. So find a way to empty yourself on earth. Be useful to the world. Be useful to the world. Understand why you came here on earth. Understand that. Like I said before, self-discovery is one of the factors to be productive. So the scripture I read, you know, in Proverbs chapter 6 verse 4, it said, don't put it off. Do it now. Don't rest until you do it. Some of you, you know, some people, your own is sleep. You sleep and sleep and you can burn 10 hours sleeping, but you don't have anything upstairs. You compound burn for 11 hours, 12 hours sleeping and no mental upgrade, no mental update, no mental development, nothing to show for nothing to write to my about and you are burning all your nights and you even have time to sleep in the day and you are not developing yourself mentally and otherwise it is not going to help you you know you know the scripture said don't rest until you do it what is that thing that is inside of you wake up arise it is the time this is the ticket for youth for the youth listening to me out there this is your time this is the right time to act on that vision this is the right time to develop on your talent. This is the right time to show that idea to the world. This is the right time to harness your youthful strength to make impact to the world. One of the reasons why you got admission in the university, I'm talking to you now that it's university. One of the reasons why you get admission in university is to add knowledge to the mission. Because admission is two words, you know, separate it, add and mission. When you bring it together, it means admission. So when you come to university, you are expected to add knowledge, add skill, because there is a mission set ahead of you. So when you add knowledge, add skill, the missions that is set ahead of you becomes, you know, becomes 
you know, a, a liberating factor. It, 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 you know, it has a way of communicating value to the world. That is where you can say that I am fulfilled. Today we like the story of great men that have walked through this earth and they are gone. We read them, we celebrate them. Oh, I wish Ben Sinitahosa is here. The late Papa Ben Sinitahosa. Oh, I wish Babaloa is here. Oh, I wish Abbot Esten is here. Oh, I wish some of these great men, they did great exploits. Thank God for their time. They are still wishing that they are here. When you are already here, why not develop yourself to become more greater than them? Why not work on yourself to be more greater and greater than them? That is one thing you need to focus. Thank God that they laid a good path. Thank God that they had a track record. Thank God that they did something that can, you know, show you that you can also do something greater in future. Now is the future. Why not harness this time? Why not work on yourself, you know, to improve on yourself? God sent you, you know, on earth for a purpose. So you need to develop yourself. Work on your intelligence. You understand what I'm saying? Just work on yourself. You know, have a good in approach, you know, to life. Work on your mental capabilities. Improve on yourself. Develop yourself. Intelligence is the ability to convert theory into practical use. So that you know that is, you know, is a knowledge inside of you. Like that knowledge you have garnered over time. Convert it from theory to practical make a positive impact on earth i leave you with this word until you become productive then you are useful to the world and i also leave you with this word it's not going to be easy it's not going to be if i tell you every day so no, no 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 it's not going to be it's not at the platter of goods no 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 no. there is always a price to pay to all these things there is a price to pay I, I read, uh, I learned of this man uh, in a mosque. He studies two books every day. And, you know, that's powerful. Some of us that you want to be a writer, you want to be into some of these things, you need to develop some contents. You need to develop yourself. You don't just be a contender walking around without a content. This is one of the ways to do it. So I challenge you out there listening to me. I challenge you today. Work on yourself. Be productive. Be productive. Show something that your generation will use to remember you. Thank you for listening to us. We bring this to you from Mendeley Institute. Yeah, amazing things happen. Thank you. What out for our podcast we have to deliver to you. Thank you. And we believe that God is going to help you, you know, to put this in place. And one of the prayer I pray for you today is this that God is going to perfect everything that consigns you in the name of Jesus. Let the grace and the, you know, the strength, the resources to achieve your dream, to achieve your vision, let it come to you now in the name of Jesus. Whatever you lay your hands to do, it shall prosper. In the name of Jesus, I come by your word in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Bible says that whatever you know, we we'll find our hands to you, that shall God bless. So whatever you find your hand doing i command the blessings of god to rest on it right now in the name of jesus god bless you god bless you god bless you richly